Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is time now for Why It Matters. Let's talk about the role of a leader in an organization or a business. You know, that's really changed a lot over the past few years, right? More apparent, especially as we went through this COVID-19 pandemic. Being a leader is no longer just about leading its people or employees. It's more than that. You don't just direct people because you're a director, right? So what are some of the leadership qualities that are more important now that we enter a post-COVID world? Okay, can a bad leader ever become a good leader? Good question there. And how can an organization like ITIA Institute help leaders in transforming themselves to lead their own people? Well, on the line with me is Chris Yap, Executive Director for ITIA Institute. Good morning, Chris. Hi, good morning, Alice. I love this topic about leadership, but first, let's get to know your company, your organization. You're a Singapore headquartered, not-for-profit organization, um, and it's focused on supporting businesses to embark on an evolutionary journey. Interesting one. Tell us a bit more about it. Sure. So what we do is uh, we help leaders to transform, and it's a transformation that starts from a journey from within. Because, you know, for years, right, the corporate education, a lot of organizations, they focus on development of the competency of the leaders. Mm. Whereas for us, you know, you have to balance between not only on competency development, but also the consciousness development. Uh, And we do that through a series of programs, uh, really taking leaders through uh, how do they transform themselves from within? Because at the end of the day, every leader is responsible for the energy that feel that they create around themselves. Mm, yes, yes. It's like uh, if your leader is more positive and more lively, it that has that ripple effect. I feel that all of this seems to come from, you know, how in recent years, or maybe even in the past decade, we keep saying that education isn't everything. It's a lot more than that. What are your thoughts on that? Mm, I would say, yeah, I would agree with you. It's, it's a lot more than that, but also... Not more than, uh, <laughs> I, I guess, you know, it, it goes back to uh, coming from within. What is our intention? Mm. What is our purpose, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times, uh, leaders take, they take on critical uh, decisions, making critical business decisions, purely based on their analytical skills. But, you know, we are, we are looking at, you know, developing leaders who are more in touch with the people, who are more in touch with their own life's purpose, life's calling. Mm. So then how do you create these um, sort of learning interventions or inventions when it comes to developing leaders? What do you guys do? What's a lesson like? <laughs> so, so one of the programs that we do, which is actually a mindful leading program, okay. uh, where we take leaders through uh, transforming their seven living habits, right? Uh, seven living habits, which includes you know, what you eat, uh, your sleep, your breath work, uh, stillness, uh, your worldview, uh, as well as your relationships with people. I think that's really important, right? Because uh, in the world today, it's all about connectedness with only you, but people around you. Because uh, when you are your best self, then you can take care of people around you, your family. And when you take care of your family, you know, when everything's going well in your family, then you can bring your best self at work. And that's when you start to build high-performing team and make good business decisions that will eventually not only benefit the business, but uh, benefiting the environment as a whole. Mm. Well, Chris, I can admit right now I'm not my best self because I haven't had enough sleep. (laughs) Long holiday. But, uh, you know, is there any chance you'd have perhaps a bit of a case study or an organization that you've helped that you could share with us? 
Uh, maybe earlier, since you mentioned uh, about, about sleep, right? Maybe mm. I'll just give you a, a personal story of mine uh, that, that actually got me to ITIA. So I actually started my own practice uh, in helping organizations transform uh, right in the middle of COVID. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and, and everything worked to my advantage because uh, I was helping clients to uh, do virtual training programs. And then I thought everything was doing great. You know, I contracted uh, about 600 thousand worth of project within the first six months of my operations uh, until one afternoon I, I woke up from a nap uh, and I was I was uh, suffering a stroke oh dear <laughs> yeah I woke up from after that I was trying to talk to my mom uh, and then I was speaking gibberish to her uh, then in the end I, I went to I actually uh, didn't think much about it and I went I went to sleep the next day I w- woke up uh, went to see my TCM practitioner uh-huh. and my TCM doctor uh, I don't I walked into his clinic one look at me and he said why are you still here? You should be at the hospital now. You're, oh. you're having a stroke. Yeah, so I was hospitalized for a week uh, suffering from a stroke. And actually, the doctor uh, diagnosed my case to be very similar to that of this gentleman called Ranjan Das. Okay. He was one of the youngest uh, CEO for country CEO for SAP. And really, it all boils down to the lack of sleep. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so I know since then, so when I came across ITI, it's something that I, feel, I really believe uh, being an advocate for, mm. where you know a lot of leaders they work really hard, but you know something very basic, which is about making sure that you have enough rest, so that you can be your best self and, yeah. and make some decisions. Yeah, you know I'm, I agree with you on that. I mean, I I hear a lot of I have friends, loved ones who tell me they go on these amazing diets, they go and do mm-hmm. this heat exercise and all that other mm-hmm. stuff, uh, but they don't sleep enough. And I'm like, what's the point? You have to sleep. You know, you need to recover. Um, Chris, any chance you could tell me more about your recovery story? I mean, after you were diagnosed, what happened after that? How long did you take to recover? Sure. So I was hospitalized for a week and then I, it was after that that I, I came across ITR. I was actually going through uh, one of the programs that they were running virtually. And it was something as simple as taking short walks every day, you know, uh, breathing. I think the breathing really helped me in my recovery. Okay. Uh, short walks, you know, appreciating the environment, being more connected with people around you, being more connected with the environment. And I, I think that's, that's why so many organizations are talking about sustainability these mm-hmm. days, right? Yeah. And I think that's about business leaders ourselves being connected with uh, everything around us. Mm, a bit sensitive, a bit more aware. That goes mm. a long way. I like these very personal qualities that you bring up it, mm. th- that should be present in a good leader. Uh, mm. Chris, in your opinion, you know, what makes a bad leader apart from the obvious stuff? <laughs> I guess one, I personally feel that nobody goes to work in, in the morning uh, deciding, you know, who do you want to screw up today? Right? <laughs> okay. I, I personally be, uh, believe in that. Nobody yeah. goes to work trying to screw someone up. Yeah. Uh, everyone is doing, making decisions uh, with the right intention. Uh, however, our int- our, my right intention may not be the right intention for you, Elliot, right? Yeah. So it's about having that connection and the perspectives of others and people around you and not only people around you the, the systems the system around you right mm. uh, I was doing a, a project for a banking client and, and we talk about the ecosystem mindset where you know you, when, if the government is, is announcing giving out digital banking license uh, how does that impact your industry and how does that impact you know even the interest rates right sure uh, yeah, so even simple things like you know, if, uh, the online shopping portal is having a midnight sale, which is happening uh, every month now, uh, how does it impact the credit card transaction on that day? So it's, yeah, it's really being staying connected and being aware of what's happening around you so that your perspective, your decisions uh, is a much more considered one. 
Mm. I think also we we often overlook that there are so many you know in where where staff is concerned everyone mm. is at different life stage so you mm. may not be old enough to understand an older person's perspective but you kind of have to at least have an idea what they're going through in their mm. life stage true true and, and i think that's why uh, a lot of organizations these days they talk about you know mentoring and i have a client who does reverse mentoring right where they get you know leaders in their 40s and 50s being mentored by the junior employees really getting to know their world uh, how to connect with them uh, so that you know they, they are able to be able to lead them more effectively and engage with them more effectively does that make or can that sort of make a bad leader a good leader? I mean, just should we, you know, if someone tries to be a good leader for, say, you know, a couple of years and then ends up this person has maybe five, six people suddenly leave, it's so easy to say that, oh, okay, you must be a bad leader. I mean, what would you personally do in that scenario? I think there's no permanently good leader. I think it's all about the context, right? Mm, you know, mm-hmm. leader making great decisions today but that was because of the context that he or she is operating in today, right? Okay, okay. You know, maybe a few months down the road and I'm forced to make a tough decision. And sometimes the tough decisions are usually the least popular ones. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on staff needing to understand where their leaders are coming from so that there's better connectivity there? I think for us, when we advocate for, you know, what, what we believe to be leadership, right? Sure. The leadership qualities is not only with leaders in, in the sense that the conventional leader who is maybe the head of the business or the mm, head of EMD. Mm. Uh, leadership is in, in everyone, right? Even the, the most junior employee can be a leader by exercising their ability to influence their bosses, their ability to analyze uh, and, and how do they come to certain decisions. So everyone can be a leader. Uh, it's about embracing that quality and embracing that intention in what they do. Mm, it's very much like a sports teamwork type of situation where uh, yeah, you don't yeah. always need the captain to be telling you what to do. Chris, I want to talk about balancing work and one's well-being. I'm going to throw a few uh, key words here or key phrases. KPI, OKR, I'm sure you've heard all of this. Yeah, How yeah. do you find that balance, that equilibrium? Actually, KPI is key performance indexes, right? And then OKR is you know, objective and key results. Uh, you know, I, I think... There is no, I wouldn't call it balancing. You know, okay. Point to the same thing. They essentially point to how do you lead people towards ensuring that what they deliver is in line with the organization's vision and mission, right? Right. Uh, otherwise, you know, in the earlier days, right, we, we often, uh, I, I still remember when, in, my, in my younger days where I was trying to put together my KPI uh, for that year, I ended up with a, a list of tasks, tasks of things that I need to do but they do not really align to what the organization is trying to achieve, right? So that, that OKR conversation that you have, mm. uh, your people is to ensure that, you know, on a day-to-day basis, whatever they do, uh, their eyes are on the mission, on the vision, so that, you know, everyone is aligned rather than everyone uh, doing a, a bunch of stuff but actually does not contribute to the organization mission. Right. So finding that alignment, I mean, is it possible that, okay, as far as having a vested interest as an employee of the company, so I have a vested interest in my company's success, how important or have you noticed that sometimes in achieving these KPIs, it's really about helping my immediate supervisor achieve a certain KPI as opposed to a company achieving a a KPI or or an objective? I think an organization that is aligned 
they should not be having this problem. Right? Whether okay. the leader's KPI is, uh, versus the company's KPI. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we advocate a lot for having a stewardship mindset, right? Ah. If you are, yeah, if you have a stewardship mindset, you run the business as though it's like your own business, your own money, right? Right, right. So then you'll be making uh, decisions that is uh, for the better of the company or the purpose of the company. Mm, okay, that is a good perspective. Mm. I suppose, Chris, to wrap things up, I mean, in your perspective, what do you think is truly essential for the next chapter, you know, when we look at this post-COVID world? Mm. I think in the post-COVID world, it's probably already started. Like a lot of organizations these days, they advocate for developing leaders who are much more conscious mm. And by conscious, you know, really being connected with the people around them, being connected with uh, the entire system, the entire what we call uh, system that we exist with system within system, right? Whether you're a person and you're part of family mm. and is part of the, the, the community and everyone adds value to the entire system. So that it's a holistic approach. And then if organizations are able to figure that out, uh, then we won't be having these issues around sustainability. Right? People will be making decisions that are best for the good of the community that they serve. All right. Been speaking with Chris Yap, Executive Director of ITI Institute. Chris, uh, thank you so much for sharing your stories with us this morning. Take and have a great day ahead. Yeah. Thanks, Alia. Thanks for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.